Hey everyone, this is Riley. Um, I just, I don't have an essay in me. I can't, I got nothing to say, nothing to think about. Uh, Ray and Sarah both have really good essays and I just cannot compete with that. So what I, what we're going to do is I am going to talk here for a second and then you are all going to tweet like, wow, great essay, Riley. Wow. Like that was fantastic. Uh, that great job. And, and we're just, we're going to hope that Ray and Sarah never listen to it. No one here is going to snitch. We're all going to be cool. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to do that. I'm going to put some extra time in this episode. So it looks like I spoke for the full 19 minutes, but we just, we all need to be cool. We all got to work together here. Okay. This is only going to work if we all work together. So, okay. Thanks. Happy Oteranza. Um, hey everyone, this is Sarah coming in during editing. And I actually had a lot of people atting me and Ray and the Church of Not Twitter to say how good Riley's um, podcast essay was. Um, so so I took a listen to it, which like I wouldn't normally do. Um, but it was weird because like I couldn't hear anything for like 20 minutes, uh, which I thought was a bit weird. You know, I know Riley did say that, but you know, they, they're always doing tricks. Um, so what I did was some amp- amplification, some kind of, you know, audio reversing the polarity type stuff. And I managed um, to get the essay so it was more audible. Because like, obviously you guys could hear it, but like my hearing isn't as good as some people's. So like, I obviously wasn't able to. Um, but I've done some some editing and made the whole thing much more accessible for those of us who don't have quite as good hearing uh, as obviously Riley does. Um, so here it is. It's really good. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, my name is Riley. Welcome to Taranza. I bet you thought I wasn't actually going to do uh, an essay. I bet. I bet. I thought. I bet you thought I was. You. You. I had you tricked. I had you fooled. But no, I didn't have you fooled. Instead, I. I, I have you. I have. I, may I have your ear? to talk about how using actual properties that's a bad way to frame it i'm here to talk to you about how using properties to tell stories that are not permitted by those properties is good Uh, let me talk to you about the world of funko punk hit the music there's no music this isn't a video essay um when i say funko punk i'm talking about a kind of genre idea or ideal that was I, I jokingly said at Gen Con and then it stuck with me. It's the idea of taking a property or an IP that I or another person doesn't own and telling a new story with it. Um, it was defined to me by a friend as taking collectibles off the wall and turning them back into toys. I think that in a broad scheme, uh, Never Believe It does this with Naruto. I don't think you could tell anybody that we were a Naruto podcast. I think that they would rightfully tell you that you were lying to them. <laughs> but we, we use Naruto as a uh, as a palette, as colors, as paint. Um, just like the way that, like, Interstitial, yes, it's a Kingdom Hearts game. But more so than that, it's a game about crossovers. It's using Kingdom Hearts as a palette. If not us, then who? It's a Power Rangers game, but it's using it as a palette. These things are basing themselves in media that we know, media that we may have some pre-existing attachment to, and then twisting it, right? So that's Funko Punk at its base level. And I think it's important because it's hard to tell a story, right? It's really, really hard. <laughs> Telling a story isn't easy. It's, it's you know, you have to come up with new things that grab people, and you have to come up with ways that, like, different features interact and different things come together. Um, and that's so fucking tough, and I'm not a good enough storyteller to do that, straight up. Like, it's, it's real tough. But what I do know is I know the relationship between Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. 
I like understand the this friendship between these three. And you, as the listener, presumably do as well. Um, and so using that, we can tell a story that you already have a little bit of buy-in to, right? And there are ways to do that weak, which are like, you know, uh, the Force Awakens in Star Wars, or uh, Re- Return of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, the, the one that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Those do a similar thing, where they are, they, they do it similar, but they do it bad, where their goal is not to, it isn't to use this as a base to tell a story and be do something interesting with it. They are simply going, do you remember that story that I told you before? That was neat. But something like, say, The Last Jedi or Never Believe It, we are using the palette to tell a story that is using the base and then twisting it and moving in a completely different direction. So you have the, the ground floor buy-in, the ground floor like, oh, this is an interesting thing that I like. Um, and you move forward from there. Now, Never Believe It branches even further, right? Because it then builds its own lore on top of that. It builds another layer on top of the layer of, you know Naruto, and then but we're changing it a little bit. Like, we're telling a story that is not sponsored by Kishimoto or Funimation. And then the level above that is the, we are also, like, breaking the bounds of what we're supposed to be doing with this. Obviously, if Never Believe It was a show that we had to pay for a license for, it would never get launched, right? Nobody would back Never Believe It. And would then, like, and it would never get past, like, Big Naruto. But we make it anyway, because we're making it in kind of in spite of that. You know what I mean? And that's some of the best... Hmm, what's the way to phrase this? That's some of my favorite storytelling. Because I love stories, but also I have ADHD, I have bad, bad attention, it's super hard to get a new story to sit with me. But if it's based in that original thing, then I can. It's stupid to imagine a world where we would have to pay, like Kishimoto, where we would have to like pay a Funimation or a huge fucking company, company or person, to be like, hey, we're going to do something silly. And then they would go, no, you can't do that. That's stupid. It's stupid that people can do that with Star Wars. It's stupid that people can do that with Naruto. It's stupid that people can do that with like Marvel movies or comics and shit. Like, you should be able to tell a story with one of these things. Now, the thing that people often come up after this is like, hey, 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 hey. Well, I wouldn't want somebody to tell a story about this thing that I made. I, a person on Twitter. And it's like, yeah, but like, there's a difference. We all can see that difference. We can see the difference between a story that you have written. We know the difference between like Prairie Song and Booster Gold. You know what I mean? Booster Gold is owned by a corporation. Prairie Song is a very good story <laughs> written by two queer folks. <laughs> like, And the idea that like the law couldn't figure out that difference, but they're allowed to have things like, well, I know obscenity when I see it, is foolish. You know what I mean? There should be ways to protect people who have made their own stories and aren't big corporations. And there should be ways to let people who are, you know, not big corps tell stories with their shit. I should be able to tell you a Sonic story and I should be able to make money from it. Hands down. Hands the fuck down. I should not have to pay Sega. And so, like, I guess the next step from there is going, okay, so what, what does a corporation have to gain by stopping us from being able to tell stories like this, right? Obviously, Funimation would never want us to be telling the uh, story of Oturanzo, the story of Never Believe It. What do they have to gain from that? Well, they have to gain is going, no, 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 if you want a Naruto story, you have to go to them. You need to pay them to get the story. You need to watch their product. You need to consume the thing they want you to consume. 
Otherwise, it's not canon. If you want a Star Wars product, you can't listen to Campaign, you can't listen to I Nutway, you can't listen to Tabletop Squadron, you have to go watch one of Disney's 14 TV shows they just announced. Because the other things aren't canon. Those old Legends books, not canon. Canon. Canon, canon, canon. That is an interesting word here, and it's one that has kind of been weaponized against us by corporations that have learned to use fandom against us, right? So, canon means this is a story that matters. That's really what it means. Other stories will reference this, and so it is important that you know it. And that's, it's, it's a silly concept, right? Because what do I lose? Like, what do, what, what, what do I lose by not watching a story that is canon? Well, somebody will say something referencing something, and then I'll go, like, someone else will go, ooh, and I'll go, what? And they'll go, oh, you haven't watched this thing. And I'll go, ah, dang it. Like, that's fine. Like, I can backfill things. You know what I mean? I can just go, oh, I assume that's important. It doesn't matter to me why it's important, but I can tell it's important. So that's fine. Hold on, I'm, I'm re relining myself up. I'm not editing this. You're just getting this fresh off the fucking dome. Because I can't write. Ray and Sarah are smart. They can write. I can't. And so, like, and further with canon, if I tell a story, if I read a really good story about She-Ra and Katra uh, after they got her back, after She-Ra got Katra back, then, like, then I know that that's important. I log that to me. And it's never referenced again because it doesn't actually happen in the show, the part, the fan fiction that I read. Like, does that matter? Well, yes, because it colors my reaction to the story, right? My reaction is just as valid as what the company wants me to remember or the company wants me to be thinking of. You know what I mean? These are... Fandom has been weaponized against us because people want to control what we care about. They want you to be like, I can't miss this because what if it's referenced? They want you to not look at fanfiction because they'll never reference it. So therefore, it doesn't matter. And that's fucked up. Because it does matter. Because fanfiction can still color your thoughts. Your tabletop characters can still color your thoughts. All these, all these things that you do can color your thoughts and affect how you view the setting of the franchise that they've got, right? And on top of that, you are going to tell a better story with them. Or at least a more interesting one. A more daring one. You know what I mean? You are going to do something more fascinating than a corporation would do at every step of the way. You just aren't going to have the budget. And like... Why are they scared of that? They're scared of that because they don't want to. They don't want to have to compete with you. <laughs> they want to compete with other people who are too scared to take chances. They don't want to compete with somebody who's going to be out there taking haymakers left and right. And even if, even if there's a like the the next the next thing where it's like, well, Disney doesn't, or Disney, or Funimation, or whoever doesn't want to dilute their property, they're not gonna, because they'll just put that fucking. Bing, like, Disney approved, Disney stamp of approval on their product, and people will buy it. Because they'll know, oh, these are the ones that are contained in this world. It's, it is counter, it is counter to the multiverse shit that every single big franchise wants to do right now. Because multiverse shit means that the things you and I do are there as well. And so therefore, we don't need to care about the things that they're doing. I hope this made sense, and I hope this got into a little bit of why I'm so passionate about Funko Punk and why I'm so passionate about uh, like copyright shit. I hope that you enjoyed this. Um, if you make something that is based on something else or make something that is <laughs> stealing a copyright that you don't own, you're a Funko Punk. And I know you may be... I, hate, I, I know you may hate that name, but it's true in your heart, buddy. 
we are, we're out here together. we got to look out for each other. Anyway, I hope you all have a fantastic Oturanza. I hope you have a wonderful day. And, uh, you know, remember that AO3 is better <laughs> than, than any movie or any show will ever be. TTFN. <laughs>